25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. How y'all are? Let's do it. Live and in person for two hours with you here on the radio on this Thursday, May the 7th. I'm Matt Beaver is here as well, and you are here. That is the most important thing. And I'm looking forward to your texts and your phone calls and your tweets and your comments on Facebook and Periscope and all points in between. Hope y'all are doing well and off to a good start in your Thursday. Still got about half the day to go. I guess. Hope the first half's been good. We'll try to get you off to a good start in your second half. Denise, hey to you on Facebook. Happy Thursday to you. What's up, Lynn? Thanks for commenting. Y'all are the first end of the show today. Lots of ways to be a part of it. And there's a lot to get to. I have an update for you. You remember yesterday we talked about uh, Brett Favre being named in this state audit of the, the Department of Human Services, and they gave... All kinds of money to him and others they weren't supposed to. You know, that whole thing. Well, there is an update. And uh, Coach Favre, Mr. Favre, is doing something good. He's doing the right thing. I'll give you those details in case you have missed it. There is an update uh, to yesterday's story. And as we seem to get each day, there's a few updates here and there on this whole college football. When's it going to return? Possibly play a whole season, not half season with or without fans. There's an update and some quotes to that whole thing. And we're going to let you hear that coming up because uh, we got to continue that conversation uh, here today. Updates from the NFL. You know, tonight you're going to get the release of the Saints schedule of the Chiefs of the Cowboys. The NFL will release all the schedules tonight. Um, I think it's 8 o'clock Eastern, so that'll be 7 o'clock Central. We know who the home and away opponents are going to be for the NFL season, and they are going to play the games. We just don't know the dates on them, like, you know, what time of the year are you going to have to go to Denver and all that kind of stuff. So we'll find all that out tonight. But somebody who covers the Saints, who's a very familiar name around here, our buddy Rod Walker, he wrote out a list of the top 10 storylines that will be on the Saints schedule this year. And so we're going to get to those all coming up. First, though, let me remind you, you can be a part of the show. Call me. Y'all call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, 995-1059, the number to call. It's open to you if you want to call. Text me, 885-ESPN. That's the text line. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. If you need the number, it's 885 3776 Text away. And, of course, like a lot of folks are doing right now, watching the live stream on Facebook or over on Twitter slash Periscope, just commenting there. I can see all of it. So, hey to y'all. Linda says, hi, Matt, from Yazoo. She's watching on Periscope. 
She says, you look like you're going to a business meeting. Well, I just might be. You never know. Uh, Joy says, Hail State. David, happy Thursday from Pedal, listening in Pedal, watching online on Facebook. And uh, George, hey to you up in Saltillo. You know, we I think we have confirmed that Saltillo, which is up in Lee County, close to Tupelo, it's not Saltillo. And some people have tried to call it that over the years. It's Saltillo. So hi to everyone tuning in. Uh, let's get into uh, the story. And by the way, again, feel free to text. And we'll be uh, off and running today. 885-ESPN. Here is your update, as promised. Overnight, this pops up. Former NFL quarterback Brett Favre is repaying $1.1 million in welfare money that he received from multiple speeches he did not show up to deliver. That came out yesterday. And the state auditor, Shad White, and his office, this is what they said. All right, again, you have to backtrack. There's a reason this starts the show today. Yesterday, you started the show with the big, long report of all this misappropriated welfare money, okay, that was misspent, sent to the wrong places, used in personal ways. They bought cars, went on trips, loaded their pockets, hired family members. Just completely abuse uh, of their positions. They, they gave millions of dollars of welfare money to a private school. Bought private school supplies with it. Mississippi Department of Human Services. Mississippi Community Education Center. Well, part of that, you know, the report came out, oh, man, they, they paid Brett Favre over a million dollars for supposed speaking engagements and appearances. He never showed up or went to any of them. So that was yesterday. Here we have this today. And it's a big deal, I think. The, the story says Auditor Shad White said that his office received $500,000 from Favre on Wednesday, plus a commitment that Favre will repay the other $600,000 in installments over the next few months. So what do you think about that? Well, first of all, you know, we should all hope you get into a position someday you just stroke a half a million dollar check. Where's the other half a million and change? Well, I'll pay you that in installments. And that'd be nice, right? <laughs> I guess. But, I mean, the real story here is that regardless, and yes, many people have said and you can say, well, it's great that he's paying it back, but Anybody pays me a million dollars to do anything that I didn't do, I know something's up. I shouldn't have taken it in the first place. Those things are true. That statement is true. But once you're red-handed, what are you going to do about it? I mean, once you're very obviously to yourself and to everyone else, you're in the wrong, what are you going to do about it? Well, you may just have to swallow your pride and do the right thing. And it looks to me like Favre's doing that. And by the way, he doesn't, he's not facing any criminal charges or anything like that. You know, it's a bad look. Like we said yesterday, it's wrong to be paid a bunch of money like this for something you didn't do. Wrong to take it. Yeah, it's wrong. But at least we're sitting here today with a story that says he's giving the money back. He's paying it all back. And you can't. You know, unless you want to just sit here and be completely judgmental, 
Uh, you can't blame someone for that. Again, you're red-handed. It's in the wrong. I'm going to pay the money back. So uh, what do you think? I was glad to see that. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I was. I, I was really glad to see that. May not be the last of this kind of stuff that we see in these uh, indictments and in these stories that follow this particular case. So there you go. Y'all let me know what you think. Text me, call me. Speaking of, right now, Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, 995-1059. Louvier, hanging on the phone, first caller of the day. What's up, Louvier? Good afternoon, gentlemen, and go Saints. I hope everybody is staying safe and well. So, uh, Brett Favre is doing the right thing and paying the money back. My question mark is kind of, uh, why has he got to pay the other half million in installments? It ain't like he don't have a hundred million dollars. That said, back when I worked for the Saints, when Jim Hazard was the head coach and we were doing regional stuff, uh, I was involved on the coast with a golf tournament and a big sponsor had paid Brett to come play. And what he was supposed to do was stand on one tee and hit balls from the tee. Well, he wasn't going to be involved in that. Him and his brother Scott played uh, with another group, and they played 18, and then Brett was supposed to talk. And instead of talking, Brett went into the clubhouse, grabbed a six-pack of beer, went back with his brother Scott and played nine more holes. And when they finished, everybody, the whole the whole big, uh, award ceremony and Brett Favre talking and all was over and he didn't give that money back that's my opinion of Brett Favre and that's a true story hey man I love your show hey thanks for the Go call Saints. thanks for the call Louvier and Louvier big Saints fan and by the way too I'm going to get into that a little bit later um, some thoughts on the Saints and their you know impending schedule release you go you, you may say well Matt you're number one you're not a Saints fan you're a Chiefs fan. You've let us know that. And you're kind of a – you're definitely a Dak Prescott fan, so you're sort of a Cowboys fan. You watch all their games. Yeah, so why are you talking about the Saints? Look, because I understand, first of all, there are tons of Saints fans more than anything else around here. I know that's what you're interested in, like Louvier. But also, wouldn't you agree this is kind of it? Now, I'm not saying that in two years or three years or four years, maybe with a different coach, maybe not certainly with a different quarterback, that the Saints couldn't make another run and come out of the NFC and be a champ. But I'm talking about the Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Saints. Good defense. Michael Thomas, weapons on offense. I'm talking about those Saints. Taysom Hill, change of pace. Now with veteran backup, former first overall pick quarterback, isn't, 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 this the, isn't this the shot, the one last shot for that duo, Breeze and Peyton? That's it. It's a big deal. So when this schedule comes out tonight, you already know who the teams are, and it already, regardless of where and when, it's not, all, it's not easy. But again, like I said, depending on when and where, you're going to send the Saints to Denver in December, late November? Or is it early? I mean, so when they come out with that schedule tonight, Louvier, I think you ought to be paying attention as a Saints fan. I know I will be. And uh, thanks for your honest thoughts. Nothing wrong with personal stories. Uh, Dorothy on Facebook said, it is wrong. Joy on Facebook says, absolutely. He shouldn't have taken the money in the first place or at least 
You should have questioned it. Dorothy, glad he gave it back. And then Wes, with a, a stray thought here on uh, Facebook, says, uh, yesterday you were talking about Leonard's Losers. My father and I loved that every Saturday morning. I did too. Man, I used to love being able to catch it. The thing about it was, I don't know how, how old you are, Wes, okay, and I'm early 40s. So you can think about the time frame of when I was a youngin. When I'd hear Leonard's Losers, we'd hear it on Saturday, but I never, I, I never was able to really like pinpoint exactly which station at what time it was going to play. It seems like it rotated, and so sometimes we'd miss it, sometimes we'd catch it. We certainly wanted it to be more of a regular thing than it was. Another load of smart pills has been distributed, and I'm slap worn out. So I'll just say, so long, neighbors. Get me out of here, Percy. Uh, Wes said the Ramble Wreck, Ramblin' Wreck from Georgia Tech travels to play Kitty Cats from Auburn on the Plains. Yeah, he'd give them all these different nicknames. Here's a, I had this. So, Wes, you're a couple years younger than me, so we're in the same you know, generation here. I had this clip. I'm not going to play all of it, but if you've if you you're like, hey, I'm young. I don't know what Leonard's Losers is or was back in the day on the radio. What are y'all talking about? Here's a little bit of what you would get. He would predict games, but in a an entertaining way with this weekly radio segment across the entire country. Clemson versus South Carolina. Sparky Woods and his Dominickers have been laying stronger eggs of late and have ever intention of causing a high pigskin cholesterol count in the big bad felines on Saturday in Death Valley. But it's doubtful if they can shut down all the arteries in this orange pride. Lennox Loser, in a close one, South Carolina. <laughs> Isn't it great? I mean, it's just no way to ever replicate that. And you'd get it over and over and over again. And, and he had the same sponsors for years. And I don't know. I, I mean, he was syndicated on hundreds and hundreds of radio stations um, around the country. Not just, I think he started in the Southeast. Might have been a, a Georgia guy to begin with. But, you know, it's one of those things. Wes, I appreciate your comment. It's one of those things when you hear Leonard's Losers, you hear that voice, then you knew, I mean, it would just come over you. Football, college football. When you heard Leonard's Losers, Alabama, which he very seldom predicted Alabama to lose, if you remember that. PRG on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It's made right here in Mississippi. It is the best because there's no junk in there. It's not made up of any parts. It's hand-picked. Hams, bacons, pork loins, that's what you get in every package of Country Pleasing sausage. PRG on the country pleasing text line says, I never heard a good off the field story about Brett Favre, not one. And I have a degree from USM and have lived in the Hattiesburg area my, the majority of my life. He had no choice but to give it back. Uh, PRG says, It's give it back or go to jail. Thanks for your feedback. Speaking of things that you hear it, what is it about hearing? What is it about sound that it is so immersive? You know, I can sit here and I can tell you about college football on ESPN or college football on CBS. But if you hear this, it's a little different when you hear it, isn't it?
That's the original uh, college football on ESPN deal right there. Yeah, Tony on Facebook says, and don't forget Percy Peabody. That was his producer, Percy Peabody. He'd say at the end of it, get me out of here, Percy. That's the original ESPN college football theme song. Here's their studio music. You hear that? What is it? What do you think about? Have you noticed too? I bet you didn't even notice. They just sort of like tweaked it at ESPN when they changed it over to the college football playoff era. Yeah, I tweaked it. Does that get you going? Here's the thing about it. Here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to know from you. Okay, I've got my own opinion. I want to know what your opinion of this is. Do you, does that get you going? You hear ESPN, and how does that compare to this? Do you know what this is? That's the SEC on CBS, and it used to be with Vern Lundquist and Gary Danielson, and now it's um, Brad Nessler. That's it, Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson. I hear that. I'm ready to watch, man. I'm ready to watch Florida versus Tennessee or LSU versus Alabama or something like that. Now, uh, here's one more I want from you. Let's compare. Since we're going down the road, we started with Leonard's Losers, sounds that initiate college football blood pumping. Jeremy on the Country Pleasing text line says, dang it, Wyatt, you got my blood pumping with that music. Did I not? If you're a college football fan, man, you recognize it. Well, what about this? What do you prefer? College game day? All right, so do you like, we're coming to your city, your cité, on college game day, or do you like the SEC Nation deal? Take a party wherever we go. Do you even know this? <laughs> Is a question. How about that? I see. So, like, I would guess that even as SEC fans, we all recognize college game day. Yeah, we're coming to your cité. You know, we all recognize that. And But I would say that we don't all recognize the SEC Nation theme song. Jason on the uh, text line says, every time you play JSU Neck, it gets me going. Oh, I wonder why. I even know people who say that they're not huge fans of the JSU Sonic Band. What? I mean, don't get close. 
Because uh, that one goes all the way to 11, too. We'll do some more of that. Play some more of that in the show. Uh, Lynn on Facebook, watching the live stream, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Lynn says, SEC on CBS is better to me. Uh, time for football. Yeah, when you hear that. No doubt. Nick says, neither one of those are as good as Hank on Monday Night Football. Are you ready for some football? How many people have uh, imitated that song over the years? And you're right. Once they had Hank Williams Jr. do it, that's it. Like, nobody else has been able to to, uh, ring the bell the way that he was able to do it. Bulldog Wes on the uh, Country Pleasing text says, Matt, without question, it's the SEC Nation music with the crowd noise that gets me going. I love it. And game day comes in a close second. How about that? So, um... Wes, I guess, you know, then I would assume that you watch SEC Nation every fall Saturday. Hey, and listen, I, I'm going to give you some good news. You're going to be able to watch it fall Saturdays this year, too. You know, whether or not it's early September, I don't know. But you will be watching it. It's just a... Again, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And as promised, when we come back here in just a minute, I'm going to give you a, a soundbite or two and a quote or two that are just going to be another layer on this cake that we are building known as college football is coming back this fall. That's the name of our cake. That's kind of goofy, but you get the point. I'll tell you what they said coming up next. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. Back on the show, rolling along with you here in hour one on this Thursday inside the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team, Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Hometown heroes, your local Farm Bureau agents in all 82 counties in the Magnolia State. We also stay connected to you around the clock, not just on the air, but when we're not on the show, tweeting and uploading and streaming and posting and videoing and everything because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire, customer inspired. Text me on the country, please, and text line 885-ESPN. Call me on the Divinity phone 995-1059. Tweet me at Radio Wyatt. Same thing on Facebook, Instagram at Radio Wyatt and everybody watching on Facebook and Keep it up with the show. Dorothy commented on Facebook, said, love the sonic boom. Brent likes the original Monday Night Football song as well. I think we had that on here. Yeah, I do have that. The original. (laughs) What about this one? Do y'all know what network this is? Which one's that, huh? Take a swing at that one. That's NFL music. But I got college football stuff. Uh, it seemed like everybody really perked up 
with this one. So let's go college football real quick. A continuance of an ongoing effort on the part of this show to just pile up quote after quote after quote after quote from college ADs and presidents and coaches. What are they saying about all this? It gives you an indication of what they're talking about behind the scenes, given that nobody knows for sure. But I still say it's all pointing in the right direction. Robbie got it, by the way, on the uh, Facebook live stream. He said that was Fox. Yep, that was the NFL on Fox a minute ago. All right. Here's a story. Listen to these numbers. This comes from uh, the uh, Missouri and up in Columbia. Filming an SEC writer here. 130 major college football teams across 41 states competing in 10 conferences. And then you have a handful of independents. And the goal out there for everybody that's making decisions in college football, so presidents, ADs, coaches, and the NCAA as a whole, Mark Emmert and his bunch, is to have all those teams, all 130, start the upcoming season at the same time, whether that's around later uh, Labor Day or uh, as scheduled or later. Okay, They all want to play the same number of games. That's the goal. We know that. Every day that goes by, though, with uncertainty still hanging over it, means there could be adjustments. There could be a later start. You know, all the stuff gets thrown around. Okay, so basically I'm preaching to the choir right there. You as a sports fan know exactly what I'm talking about. Every day that goes by, it just, you know, you don't know. Um, but it could mean it gets pushed back. It makes it a little more difficult each day that goes by. Best intentions at the top of every conference, commissioner, all that stuff. But they're monitoring it day by day. We've had a lot recently uh, in terms of quotes and things, and I've let you hear them on this show, um, about this subject from Jack Swarbrick. He's up at Notre Dame. He's apparently one of these guys, uh, the athletic director there, who does a little more uh, regular and frequent press opportunities. He's said a lot. And I think we actually heard the quote where he said, I can't say enough about the extent to which they're working closely together, talking about the conferences, spending time together, communicating with each other. He said, and I think that's the most important thing. It gives us a chance to come up with an overarching policy and an ability to start together. So I think that's something I haven't mentioned and really understood very well. So I know I haven't pointed it out to you as a listener of this show enough that the leaders in college football, they really are concerned with and, and focusing on trying to figure out a way to have all the schools and all teams and all conferences playing at the same time and starting at the same time. However, it's just the goal and that particular part of starting college football is something that they are not optimistic about. Let's get into that. Swarbrick, he touched on it. He said, having said that, I think we all recognize that there is a significant chance that, you know, parentheses, starting everybody on, the, on time at the same time may not be possible. What about James Franklin head coach Penn State? Listen to this quote. 
I don't think you're going to like it, and I don't think I don't think you know people are going to be happy about it. But I think in reality, I don't see how you're going to be able to hold up ten or twelve schools in one conference from from two states that are opening up a month later. And I think that's the same thing by conferences. I don't think you can penalize one conference, you know, from opening because another conference is is opening way ahead. I think there's got to be some type of guidelines nationally from the NCAA that making sure that conferences aren't pushing to open earlier than they should. But I think if you get into it any more than that, then I think you're going to do more damage than you're going to do good. In other words, there's an admission across the board that some states may be in a different situation come September than others. You go, well, how is that possible? This virus thing is so overarching. Well, politics play into that, you know, and there's so many different hoops that you have to jump through, including what about rearranging a schedule for the college football season so that all these different schools could could compete? What about that? Like I mentioned to you this idea yesterday. What if the Southeastern Conference says, okay, we've got all our schools in our footprint ready to go. Some of the other conferences aren't ready to go. Therefore, for this particular year, the way we're going to do this is play conference games only. We're going to play, everybody's going to play eight conference games during October, November, eight games across nine weeks, five weeks in October, four in November. We're starting on Thursday night, October the 1st. But you then have to rearrange this. You have to arrange the schedule. Who's going where, when, and then you travel there. Who's got the open day, when? I mean, that's a job. you got to sit down and do all that math. Here's what he said. It's just a very different situation, but it is challenging. It is very challenging. And that's why there's so many different models out there that are being looked at. And what we all have to understand, too, is – the model that may work for Penn State may be very different than what works at Arizona or what works at Florida or that works at Rutgers. They may be very different models based on our state, um, you know, our state uh, government decisions um, and also what, what the universities you know, decide. That's James Franklin, Penn State head coach. Yesterday, a story in Tennessee – the University of Tennessee says campuses plan for the fall semester. University of Tennessee system plans to welcome students back to each of its campuses this fall. UT system president Randy Boyd, we are planning for a safe return to campuses in the fall and will do everything possible to protect the health of our students, faculty, and staff. We will continually monitor the local and state health data and policies and be prepared to adjust and communicate our plans when needed. They wanted everybody to know at the University of Tennessee yesterday. We'll be open this fall, barring some type of major setback. So let's do the quote math. Every college leader agrees with what I've talked with you about on this show. There can be and there won't be, well, there can't be, nor will there be, sports on campus without campuses being open to the student body. Vice versa, when campuses are open to the student body, there definitely will be on-campus sports. Now, 
remember this, the NCAA Football Oversight Committee has agreed and recommended a six-week plan for teams to prepare for the start of the season, to be ready for the start of the season, to be ready to play a game. Not an eight-week plan, but a six-week plan of lifting, acclimation, physically, mentally, practicing enough to then be ready to play. Six-week plan. Add it up. Let's do quote math. They will open campuses this fall for classes. Therefore, sports will come back. The NCAA Oversight Committee has recommended a six-week plan for teams to prepare for the start of the season. Therefore, if campuses are open in July, some schools could be ready to go. Six-week plan by the beginning of September. However, they are majorly concerned about finding a way for all of college football to have a chance to start at the same time and play the same number of games. Therefore, October the 1st, Thursday night, October 1st, is the best, most realistic, and most likely time for that to happen with a minimum of a six-week lead-up to get all those teams ready. The longer they go, they push it back a month, the better chance more teams, more states are ready to go. That's why behind the scenes, it's leaking out. They really think October 1st may be it. That's where we are. Stick around. Goodness for hot coffee. In my handy dandy handmade mug from Pontotoc, Mississippi. Hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Highpointroasters.com. I just got a brand new box of, uh, let me back up. A box of, I got it misworded. A box of brand new coffee <laughs> in the mail yesterday. I, he, I got a one pound bag of High Point Roasters French, French roast. A one pound bag of, um, Nicaraguan, a one-pound bag of breakfast blend, and I got a smaller size of the high-end Hawaiian Kona coffee. And man, I am set up. I think what I opened was the the French roast because I have not actually tried that yet. You know, it's kind of a it, it's a common, a more common and widespread flavor. It's really, really good, really good. Let me let me prove it to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Thank goodness for hot coffee. Thank goodness y'all are back on the show with me. Beaver is here. We'll check in with Beaver in a bit. Thanks for calling, texting, all the comments. All right, over here on the Facebook live stream, appreciate y'all watching. Lynn said, I don't see everybody starting together. The ACC will likely have the hardest time, I think, with where some of their schools are. And, and, yeah, okay, you think about where they are on the coast. You also have Pac-12 
um, issues because, you know, in California, Washington, some of those states that are maybe having a little bit tougher time with this. Rich says, you're making me want some high point coffee. You need to get it. If you haven't gotten it already, you need to get some. Shane, you also said, yeah, you know, you push that back and potentially different schools opening at different times. And some schools will have longer time periods to practice. But I think, I don't know this. Yes. I mean, again, the goal would be to figure out a way to get all of your schools open at the same time. Maybe it happens. It's a fat chance. Maybe it does. But I think most coaches and players too, while it's unfair and feels that way to go, well, I mean, these guys on our schedule will have two more weeks of preparation than we will. Still, because of the situation, some schools may have to just eat it and go, well, look, man, I'm just glad we're back. You give us six weeks, we'll get ready to play. Yeah, you've had longer. Well, okay, we're just going to have to go play because this is a different situation. I think some schools um, I think some schools would be okay with that. Hey, I'm uh, on the NFL stuff too. You know, I mentioned to you, uh, you've got the schedule coming out tonight officially. I think ESPN is going to release it at seven o'clock tonight. The NFL schedule. We know who the teams on the schedules are, home and away. We just don't know when the games are scheduled. Paul just now posted this on the Facebook live stream. He says, "Can this leak be trusted? Saints starting the season at home in the dome." Sunday afternoon versus Brady and the Buccaneers. <laughs> you bet. I guarantee you everything that they have done with scheduling this, the games, is all built around putting Tom Brady in a prime matchup in some prime spot at the very beginning of the season. You know good and well that's a possibility. Over here on the Country Please and Text Line, um, unnamed texter says the NBC Sunday night football music is cool too. It really is. You know, the first time all year that you hear that music on NBC is when they have the Hall of Fame game, right? And and I guess is it every year on NBC or mo- maybe it alternates, but yeah. You're right. NBC, Sunday night, pretty iconic. I mean, it really is. Anthony guessed correctly earlier when I was playing, uh, where is it? Fox. That's it. NFL on Fox. Great stuff. Micah in Texas. If we do go to just eight conference games only, what about the bowl games? Cancel them all? A lot of schools and sponsors of that bowl game will lose a lot of money. No. No. Micah, the bowl games will happen. In a lot of ways, much like the um, the, the college season, that old phrase, come hell or high water, the bowl games will happen. As you said, there's way too much dependent on it. I mean... You've got cities who three years ago put out million-dollar, multi-million-dollar bids on, uh, you know, getting a new bowl game to come to their town, you know, and stuff like that. And 
you have obviously the, the sponsors, you got ESPN, who that time of year is so dependent on that live football programming from all the bowl games. That's why the new ones keep popping up. That's why we have so many. They'll happen. I don't care if we have a five-game season across college football. They will figure out a way to put these teams in bowl games. That's just that's another one that it's going to happen. Will it be different? Sure. Will it be adjusted? Most likely. Some way, somehow, but they'll happen. Reservoir Dog, country pleasing text line. I lived in Hawaii for a year. Kona Gold is the best coffee I've ever tasted. And see, that's it's a little more expensive pretty much universally. Reservoir Dog, the, the Kona coffee from Hawaii is a little more expensive. Just be, I mean, it's just um, everybody likes it better. Maybe it's just more of a demand, right? Nick says, I prefer Carrie Underwood's legs over the music, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, Nick, we appreciate you being honest. At least I do anyway. Hey, speaking of the NFL stuff, where's a good one? Let's go back to the original there. But, uh, all right, so uh, let me give you a quick story on this. Andy Dalton, now the backup quarterback in Dallas. Andy Dalton to Dak Prescott. Andy said yesterday in an interview, it's Dak's job, it's Dak's team. They made me understand that when we were talking about here. I just wanted to come to Dallas. Here's what Andy Dalton said about it. I think that uh, a lot of everybody else, I know the situation I'm going into. Dak has, has played really well, and you know, I, I knew the situation that I'm coming into. I think because I've been a starter in this league, I've, I've won a lot of games and I've put, put some really good seasons together. Uh, you know, I think that's just everybody on the outside is going to view it that way. Uh, but, um, you know, D- Dak's a starter on this team, and uh, I'm here. If for some reason, if anything were to happen for him to go down, I'm going to be able to step in and uh, do everything I can to help this team win. Stephen Jones, the son of the owner. He's the, uh, the main guy in all these contract negotiations. And he said in an interview with 1310 The Ticket out in Dallas that Dak is still the franchise QB and Andy Dalton's coming in there to be a Nick Foles type of backup. Well, it's huge. And, uh, you know, we've had it before. It can be hard to come by. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, it has no bearing on Dak. I mean, Dak's the quarterback uh, of our franchise now and for many years to come. We've got to get his contract. Uh, you know, we've got to get over that hurdle, but we'll do it. Uh, it'll ultimately get done. But to have a guy like Andy Dalton come in here, not unlike Tilly had uh, with Nick Foles when uh, Carson Wentz went down, uh, to be able to, you know, take control and, you know, win games or win huge games for you if that's what you need is it, really important. There you go. So a little bit of an update on that. It's going to happen sometime between now and the middle of July when that deadline is, July 15th, whatever it is. Uh, they'll get everything signed. Either Dak will sign the $33 million, $32.5 million franchise, or they'll sign up a $34, $35 million long-term. One of those two things is going to happen, and and we'll all forget about it for the, for the time being, thank goodness. Baseball comment. John on Facebook says, when is Major League Baseball starting? I need sports. (laughs) Again, much like Nick, John, we thank you for your honesty. We'll try this quote or or this 
report on for size. Major League Baseball teams are telling players to get in shape and prepare for the start of the season. According to multiple media reports, the plan is for a second round of spring training to get going in mid-June. What is that? What are we talking about? One month? With a target date of July the 1st for the start of the regular season. Now, whether plans are realistic or not, you know, remains to be seen. But here, it's true. ESPN's Major League Baseball reporter Jeff Passan reported this yesterday. I think it was last night. Quote from him. General managers and managers from at least a dozen teams have reached out to players and suggested that they ramp up baseball activities. Executives, players, and agents familiar with the conversations have all told this to ESPN. Some teams have suggested players prepare for a spring training that would begin as early as June the 10th and that a season would begin as early as July the first John I'm telling you right now if they start a second spring training on June the 10th basically a a month from now I'm getting in my car I'm packing a bag of clothes I'm filling up with gas I'm going to take some hand sanitizer and a mask and I'm going to Florida I'll throw my radio equipment in there and do at least one show from Florida at spring training. Hour two coming up. Stick around. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show.